Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Well Cordell. I want to start out this episode once again by thanking you for listening because personally, it's been a rough past 24 hours and going through shit is what makes me realize this podcast is my sanity when I am feeling stressed. So ironically, the topic that I'm going to talk about today is coming at a time where I am expecting a lot out of myself with the new school year starting. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, this year, I am having a hard time getting in school mode. I'm trying to get focused coming off summer because I've completely transitioned into doing a new thing on a daily basis, and I'm still trying to get used to it all. And I just can't seem to get with the flow. I'm already missing assignments, and it sucks. But at the same time, part of it is my inner perfectionist who is expecting way too much out of me. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode, perfectionism. So right off the bat, this topic goes into my background, whereas I was a gifted kid. And the standard that I set for myself was perfection in a variety of different things, whether it was grades or behavior. And I'm going to get into all that. But going back to the way I'm struggling at college right now, dude, I don't know if it's this beach trip that I just came off of, whereas I'm still in the mind state of being at the beach or just summer vacation in general, but I just cannot seem to get with the program with school right now. I'm talking about the school side of school, the school work. My lifestyle at this place, fucking immaculate. But the school side is suffering a little bit and this is brand new to me because I was a gifted kid and to let myself slip even a little bit seems kind of like death now the way this started was I blew off some assignments this past week because I was at the beach and I was trying to take in that being with my family and the problem is not that I'm incapable of completing those assignments getting good grades on them getting them done it's just I've realized I have allowed missing assignments that are worth a very small percentage of my final grade I've been allowing them to make me depressed and I think that's the big downfall of having a standard of perfection because if you slip below perfection to you that spells bad news and perfect is not sustainable by any means but that's more of the meat and potatoes I want to take the beginning of this episode to talk more about some factors that led me to becoming a perfectionist. I have a more surface level one and then I have a deeper one that I want to get into. So one that I already kind of delved into was how good I was academically. And none of this is said in order to brag. This is all just being said to prove my point. From the time I was in kindergarten all the way through high school, I was ahead of a lot of my peers academically. And when you consider how good that made me feel, on top of the gratification I got from my parents and my teachers for getting these good grades, I started to chase the highest grade that I could possibly get. And I feel like after a while of doing this, I started to fall into this mindset, whereas I'm consistently scoring high. So high must be the standard, and if I ever slip below scoring high, then that's trouble. Because it would be a letdown to my teachers and my parents, and also 
a serious blow to my ego because as I consistently made good grades, I had established myself in my mind as the kid who never makes an F. So when I come close to scoring poorly, I start bashing myself. It's like I have all these good grades compounded before this poor one. How did I screw up here? I must be dumb. I'm already starting to get into the meat and potatoes, but in my experience, I've noticed all of these other problems that perfectionism snowballs into. And when you first delve into perfectionism, your intention is to keep up the quality of your work and to keep making things that you can be proud of. But I've learned that I can't strive for perfection all the time because it causes all sorts of problems. One thing I did in elementary school that is really shitty looking back on is in my brain, I would put my peers who were making worse grades than me below me. I would actually treat them different and mentally disregard them even before I understood the concept of writing people off. And looking back now, I'm thinking about how cruel it was to measure my friends in elementary school based on their grades. Because there is a multitude of factors when you're an elementary school kid that can cause you to make poorer grades. It is much deeper than your intelligence. But I think it was so personal to me that I made good grades that I saw those that could measure up to my grades as less. And the disrespect in that is astonishing. And the amount of people that I lost the chance to become friends with because I wrote them off. It's not very fun to think about. So the first way I became a perfectionist was academically. And I'm now going to move on to another way that perfectionism was instilled in me that is a little bit deeper. And I actually just had this realization today. And... It invigorated me so much that I'm sitting here this afternoon to record this episode because I've just got to get it out there. And this does go into religion. So if you're not a religious person or you just don't want to hear about religion at the moment, it's okay. You can skip ahead. You guys might remember from my episode about growing up in church that I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. And through this church, I was taught that we are all sinners and fall short of God's glory. And looking back, I realized that This was rephrased in almost every sermon. A few examples, you need God's grace because you're a sinner. Jesus died for you because you're a sinner. You need to repent of your sin or there will be eternal suffering. And I took this principle and became hyper aware of any time I was sinning. And my goal was to embody the spotless lamb as much as possible. I took this to such an extreme. I'll give you an example. I was in fourth grade and I made a rude comment about a girl and she didn't take it well. It made her cry. And I quickly regretted what I said. And over and over again, night after night, I prayed asking God for forgiveness. And it got to the point where I thought that I was damned to hell for eternity because I never personally apologized to the girl for what I said. And that's just to give you an idea of the lengths I used to take towards not sinning. And it was just today that I had the realization that that was an act of trying to be perfect. Woo! That was the deepest I've ever gone on this podcast. I pray that that's taken well, but it probably won't be. I also want to give some more examples of perfectionism and the way that it's impacted me recently. So I love to read books, specifically 
nonfiction books. And yeah, you can say self-help, but I really just want to learn as much as I can and get as educated as possible. That's the phase of life I'm in right now. So I'm really into nonfiction. And I used to think that I had to read every book all the way through word by word. And before I could do that, I wasn't considered finished with the book. But then I learned that the things you get out of a book are shown in how you apply it to your life. So you can actually read the words on the page and number one, not even process them into your brain, but number two, not apply them into your life. But I used to fall into that old mindset of, I have to 100% complete this book or it means A, B, or C about me. And my thing now is, if I can get the information from the book that I need by using certain reading techniques, then what's the point of painstakingly making myself read every single word? As I dive deeper into the nonfiction space, I learned that there are certain authors who have really good nuggets, but they're really dense. And there are certain components to the structure of their writing that I've come to recognize and will just completely skip. I'm now someone that says, hey, just get me to the relevant info. And that's something I pride myself on with this podcast too. It's all very to the point. But before I could get this new mindset, I had this old mindset with reading books where I told myself I had to quote, do it perfect and read literally every single line in the book. But I learned that that's unproductive because there were several times I found myself saying, bro, I'm so tired of this guy rambling on. Can you just get to the point? It's really late. I'm tired of reading. Why am I making myself read all of this? So dropping my perfectionism in that sense was actually beneficial and helped me to get more out of what I was reading. And the way I first learned about dropping the expectation of completely reading a book line for line was I watched a video from Mark Manson. He's the author of his own book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and I recommend him. So moving on to another time when perfectionism held me down, it was at a time in my life when I was trying to be a music producer. I remember being so inspired by Tay Keith and the way that he produced the second half of the Sicko Mode beat with Drake and Travis Scott that the summer before my freshman year of college, I decided I wanted to really dive into producing trap beats and really understand it. What goes into making a trap beat plus the mixing, the mastering? I realize I can only go so far in geeking out about music production to where people on this podcast start losing interest. <laughs> uh, but I could geek on about it for days. And I'm sure I've talked about it in previous episodes, but I had a heavy passion for music growing up to the point where I was involved in multiple things to do with music, choir, theater, and I used to feel this pressure to make it my career. So here I am, it's this past summer, and three months into learning how to be a music producer, I am practically pulling my hair out frustrated because my beats aren't the same quality as Tay Keith or Metro Boomin. The learning curve with producing music just felt absolutely impossible because I was comparing myself to the greatest producers to ever do it when I had just been at it for three months. And I think that's where that impossible standard of perfection comes into play. I had stopped having fun with producing music because I was all too focused on, am I progressing fast enough? I come to learn that there's no right way to produce music, and here I am intimidated because I'm doing something a little different than my idols. I had no idea what perfection meant, but I was chasing it. 
And I think that's the way that I talked myself out of even starting to do various different things, whether it be a hobby, a sport, an activity. It was pretending that I wanted to do it perfect. And because I couldn't do it perfect, I was not even going to start. You know, that was a way of me masking my insecurities. And I think it's really ironic that perfection is what kept me from even starting things because nobody does anything perfect on the first try. To get good at anything, to even get a semblance of perfect at it, you have to put your time and your energy and your dedication into it. So what I've learned is that when I was trying to do things perfectly from the get-go, it was because I had insecurities around it and I was too proud to face them, so I just blamed it on perfection. So for example, with producing music, I would say, I don't even wanna start producing this beat right now because there's no way I'm gonna get this beat to sound like Tay Keith or Metro Boomin if I don't put in hours and hours of work and I just know that if I even start something, I want it to be perfect. But the real meat and potatoes of that is that I was actually dealing with some doubts about myself. One of those being that I wasn't sure if I knew enough music theory to really make my beats dynamic and to really be able to put my beats on the table next to somebody like Metro Boomin or Tay Keith. Again, I know I keep saying their names over and over, but they're just coming to mind right now. To have my beats next to theirs, I used to want to be a music producer as a career, so I knew that my beats had to be top quality and to compete with the greats. So I fell back on that excuse like, it's not going to be perfect, so I don't even want to start, to mask that insecurity that I didn't have enough education at the time in order to make music producing a career, which, by the way, I was thinking way too far ahead with it because I had just started producing beats that summer. So for me to be upset that my beats didn't sound as good as the greats as I mentioned, it was an unrealistic expectation that I put on myself, that impossible standard of perfection. So I actually ended up putting music producing in the hobby space and I decided that I didn't want to do it as a career anymore. And I say that because I want to bridge to my next point using that of what I decided to do after that experience where I wouldn't say I failed, but I didn't aspire to what I originally wanted to do with music producing. I sat back over the next few months and I reevaluated my attitude towards the quality of my work and the way that I decide to put myself out there. And I'm definitely still learning, but I've done this thing now that has helped me to overcome my perfectionist mindset. So before I put something out there, like these podcast episodes, for example, I will look at it and I'll see where it's flawed or quote flawed in my head. I'll see where it's flawed. And then I put it out there anyway. I don't look at it being imperfect as it being bad. I look at it being imperfect as there's space for me to improve and that's a good thing because if there's no space for this to improve then where's it gonna go i'm gonna give you guys an example of this that's actually a direct reference to the first real podcast episode that i ever made it's my doom scrolling episode it's from july so now it's september you don't have to scroll very far back you're gonna go check it out but i remember that i was trying to 
add some content that would lengthen the episode because I had finished recording originally and I don't think this was the perfectionist in me talking by any means. I just saw that it was only 12 minutes long and I thought I need to make it longer because there's only going to be one episode of the podcast a week. So I want the episodes to be longer than 10 minutes. Like 10 to 12 minutes just seems like a mini so to me. I don't know. But my point is I was going back and I was seeing where I could record in some humor or some anecdotes, what have you. And I was doing that for about 15 minutes when something clicked in my head where I was talking about app limits and how I set a 15 minute limit on Instagram every day. And how once you cross the 15 minute limit, the screen will pop up saying you've reached your limit for today. So I came up with this joke using the saying that when people are at their limit, it means they're angry. So when you get the app screen saying you've reached your limit for today, that's the app saying I'm at my limit. And that was it. That was the whole joke. It was cringe. I cringed at it after I wrote it. It's not funny. But I'm not a perfectionist anymore. I even made a whole short out of it and posted it to my shorts page on Instagram, knowing it's not funny. So I have decided to run with that joke and put it out there anyway to kind of use as a reference point. Because I had to have something to where I could realize how my humor and my delivery on this podcast can get better. And I learned that having a reference point, even though it sucks and it's cringe, it's much better than having no reference point. And this is how I'm working against that old perfectionist mindset of, I'm not even going to start this because I can't do it perfect. And I think that's a good place to wrap up this episode. Now, you might have heard me mention a minute ago about my shorts page, and this is me letting you guys know that that exists. I'm going to be posting daily shorts from this podcast on Instagram, at WellCordell. I would definitely do TikTok too, but the problem is that TikTok is banned at my university's Wi-Fi network, and that's a huge problem. At least when it comes to promoting my podcast, because that's a whole social media platform that I'm not going to be using. And probably one of the best. I mean, I think Instagram Reels is going to do a pretty good job of getting the shorts out there. But I would just love to be able to post them on TikTok as well. But yes, you can follow the podcast Instagram at Will Cordell. And there will be daily shorts. And it will be expanding to TikTok eventually. I just love this mindset I'm in right now with the podcast where I'm just hitting the ground running. It really is my outlet. Like I'm realizing all the different ways that it's helping me right now. It's great. So yeah, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please drop me that five-star rating and I'll see you for next week's episode of Will Cordell.